Our next guest is a man of incredible talents. He used to direct commercials and music videos. He was a videographer for Ice Cube and a creative exec at his production company Cube Vision, putting out movies like Are We There Yet? But most recently, his most latest life, he is an incredible photographer. Uh, He does headshot photography, lifestyle photography, editorial, all sorts of stuff, uh, fashion. And uh, we're lucky because he sat down with me to talk about actors taking pictures. We really got into it. What should actors know about taking headshots? That includes how to prepare, how to find the right photographer for you, the importance of a stylist, how much you should plan to spend on the whole damn thing. Speaking of, Jerry is giving us an incredible offer for listeners of the podcast. Anyone who mentions Industry Town and books within two weeks of this airing gets a $100 discount on any booking and is free to schedule the session at any time in the future. Um, This will all be in the show notes, but you can visit jerrysandoval.com. That's with a Jerry Sandoval with a J. You can also check him out on Instagram. Instagram at Gerard Lalos Sandoval at Gerard Lalos Sandoval. That's Gerard with a G. All that's in the show notes. Uh, Use that code. Get some amazing shots with him. I shot with him. They're my favorite shots I've ever done. We talk about it a lot in the podcast. Uh, And until then, just enjoy the wisdom of Jerry Sandoval. Lock it up. Very quiet and still. Ready. Scene one, take three, A mark. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do it, okay? Let's do it. Jerry Sandoval, thank you for coming to Industry Town. Yeah, thanks for having me. My understanding is that this is your first podcast experience. It is. It is. Thank you for Jerry. yes. Thank you for mm-hmm. trusting me with uh, with that experience. We'll try to keep it gentle. <laughs> you said just a second ago that you're normally the one asking the questions. So, what does this feel like right now? Yeah, uh, it, it's a little different. Yeah, uh, in in. In my photography, in my world, I generally I'm very much a people person. I love to hear what other people are experiencing. So this is a little bit different. Yeah, uh, turning the lens on you today. Yeah, I'm just going to write it out and uh, see how that feels. Okay, so I want to start off with just one of the most practical questions that I have that I have never actually mm-hmm. been able to ask a photographer, or maybe never felt comfortable to. Okay, what is it that actors? should know that we don't about taking our picture? Uh, what should you know? I, I I think the best thing to know, the most important thing is that uh, when you're doing research, when you're taking your photo, I think you should do research on who the photographer is and if you mesh with them, you should uh, feel comfortable enough to know that you're going to be in good hands. Uh, at least um, if you did your research and uh, figure out, like, oh, this photographer knows what they're doing. Now just go in there and relax and uh, just uh, let the experience happen. So if, if I understand that idea of research in your mind, is that mm-hmm. as simple as aesthetic? As, oh, man, I like these images. These images speak to me. Um, I feel like this is a, I want to put myself in this person's hands and just say yes to that? Or is there something else that we should be looking for? I, I think you should also have a conversation with that person. Um, I think you get a, a, a sense of who that person is by a, a simple phone call. Uh, you know, email, you could email a person, but you don't uh, really get any sense of who that person is via email. Uh, I think a phone call says a lot. If, uh, if he's too busy to take a phone call, then uh, he's probably going to be too busy to like really care about you. Okay. Yeah. 
So when you have that phone call, my guess is you're kind of doing your research at the same time. Absolutely. So what things yeah. are you picking up, looking for, trying to figure out in that in conversation? If I'm going to be the right photographer for this person, I've uh, I've turned down people who I didn't think uh, I could deliver. I don't I don't want to take anybody uh, in that I don't think I'm going to be able to I'm going to be the right photographer for them. I I'd rather not put myself in that situation, and I don't want to put somebody else in that situation. So yeah, um, I get. I'm, pretty good at judging people initially so I could uh, based on a conversation uh, I'll ask you a few questions and I feel if we mesh we mesh is it this person fits into my aesthetic or is it I get what this person wants to do and I'm creatively sparked by them like are they having to fit into your mold or is it that you want to be kind of turned on by what they are looking for I think it's a, a, a both um, I want to make sure that I can deliver something that they're expecting, and in turn, I hope uh, they get images that they're able to use and are happy with. Um, I, I think uh, uh, I don't want to say there's a lot of uh, headshot photographers or lifestyle photographers out there that don't care, but I think there is a lot of photographers out there that don't care. They don't care enough about uh, their clients or who they're shooting, and. Uh, to them, it's just another number. It's uh, uh, just another person coming through their studio, and it, it feels a, a little cold and robotic to me. It's uh, like, oh, next. I, and I don't, I'm not that photographer. I, I think, uh, and you know from um, personal experience, I like to hang out with uh, people and my subjects, and I, I like to ask them how they're feeling, what they're you know, I like to ask them questions. Uh, personal questions. Personal you questions. You want to get to know who we yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, your belief, not trying to say that mm -hmm. this is a blanket statement, but would you kind of sign off on the idea that if you don't feel a personal connection to your photographer or that the photographer is interested in you personally, that that's maybe a sign that that's not the right photographer for you? Find someone else. There's so many good photographers out in, uh, out here in L.A., New York, wherever you're coming from. Uh, find somebody that uh, you're going to be comfortable with. And I understand uh, getting your head shot is not... Uh, I, I get a lot of first-timers, um, and uh, they come in and say, I've never had my head shot taken. I don't like head shots. Uh, even people who have consistently taken head shots, and they say, yeah, head shots just feel awkward to me. And uh, they are a little bit awkward, but they don't have to be. I try not to make them be awkward. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I do a pretty good job, I, uh, especially with newbies. Uh, when newbies come to me, new people that have never had, that, had, had shots, people always leave my uh, studio and like, oh, that was such an easy experience and a great experience. I mean, I can speak to that personally. I've mm -hmm. definitely had <clears throat> my picture taken many times. I've never felt the most comfortable in that medium. I always right. feel like what I, what I think I'm doing uh, as an actor is something that is hard to capture in one frozen moment. And so 
there's this kind of expectation of like, I've got to hit something. Right. And when I worked with you, it actually felt much more like I was kind of acting in my own scenes mm -hmm. that you were having to capture and that you got me way more comfortable than I expected because the end of our shoot ended up with me half naked in a pool pouring uh, water out of a martini glass into my head yes. while reading Dr. Seuss, which was not yeah. what my breakdown was that I thought, <laughs> but there might be something truer about that. Right, yeah, I, uh, and those were fun shots. Uh, yeah, that was a fun shoot. I mean, uh, the other thing that um, I, uh, I appreciated about that shoot, uh, and this is something that uh, I guess goes out to a lot of uh, actors is be prepared. Uh, and you came so prepared. I mean, we, we, we spoke about what we wanted to do. So what, yeah. from your perspective, was helpful about that preparation? Because I know on my end, I often am over-preparing, and 60% of what I prepared was, the, was really helpful, mm -hmm. and then 40% you just gotta let burn off because right. that wasn't the most useful. So from your mind, either for that shooter in general, what, what's the most helpful preparation? Uh, you spoke uh, with a stylist, which <laughs> uh, really helped out. Uh, do you have you, a stylist that you recommend? I, I have a few stylists that I, I do work with. Uh, one is uh, Sammy, my good friend Sammy, she's great. She helped me with the shoot, she was yeah. amazing. Right, she, and I, I feel like uh, sometimes it's just go the extra mile and hire some hire another professional, right? You're gonna hire a makeup artist. Most women are. Uh, men, generally, I don't like to hire a makeup artist for them. I don't, men don't need it. Because most of my photos are very natural anyhow. Uh, so I, in turn, go maybe hire a stylist, spend that money. And uh, I think for us, um, it really helped us. We we. How many looks did we do? Five? We did like five or six looks. Right, we in really, like we 10 minutes. It. it was 10 minutes. <laughs> Just a brief <laughs> moment in both of our days. It wasn't something we both planned for for weeks and weeks on end. But we had a clear view of what we wanted to do and uh, that really helped me and it also helped the day move along. Um, and so I came to you with breakdowns. I said, these are mm -hmm. the, the people that I wanna be playing. Right. Do a lot of people come to you with that? Is that something yes. you wish people would? They do. People do come, and I, I, and that's a great start. People generally call me and say, "This is what I want. This is who I play," and uh, and that helps me because then uh, I could formulate a, a plan in my mind and say, "Okay, this is what we need. This is what we need to do. This is who uh, maybe you should hire a stylist because you kind of have no idea of like what this character should be wearing. He's talking directly to me. Right <laughs> uh, but that that helps you, and also uh, you came with your uh, clothes very ironed and very nicely like prepped. Uh, Can I tell was... you how much time I spent <laughs> on just getting my clothes in the car in a way that didn't ruin them? That was a huge part of the entire experience. <laughs> but that, as a photographer, I really appreciate that. That you came in and your your clothes were so nice and neat and all we had to do was like throw them on you and, and, and get going. And So we didn't have to spend a lot of time on actually trying to figure out, okay, what should we throw on next? It was more, okay, we know this character because we'd done the research, we spoke, we talked about it. 
it's just a matter of getting you into that character then. It's, so let's just yeah. break it down for people who don't know as much of what bringing in your own breakdown would look like. Mm-hmm. So what I tried to do was I thought, what are the main shows that I want to be on right now? Right. Tried to create a, a, a name, an age, some ideas of what kind of world this person is living in, just like a casting breakdown, and then mm-hmm. gave that to you. And from there, you helped figure out where we were going to shoot, connected me to the right stylist. <clears throat> And uh, from there, that made everything pretty easy because it seemed like the targets were specific. Yes. And also, I think it helped you as well. It could put you in that mood. Of like, And I think um, location helped. So we shot yeah. at a friend's house of yours. It was a right. beautiful location. Mm-hmm. And that one thing I loved about that is it turned... I thought the what feel you know quote unquote headshots into screen grabs like it felt like a moment from for me it was from succession from you know these shows that I desperately want to be on let's try to make it look like just a moment in time from that right and then that uh, we were uh, Nicole and I who Nicole is my fiance shout out to Nicole the amazing wonderful magical Nicole <laughs> Nicole Dalton Tweety Dalton. Uh, we uh, we were staying at, at a friend's house out in the valley. They they were going they were gone for uh, a couple of weeks and had a sick dog, um, so we volunteered to stay there. And it just happened to uh, sort of coincide when we were going to shoot. And I thought that that was the perfect place to shoot. Um, so we kind of rushed it a little bit, but we got it in because I knew we were just staying there for a, a few days more. Uh, but I. I know when we met for coffee, I said, I, oh, I know the perfect, I, I'm, I'm staying at the perfect spot was where we should shoot. One thing that made me so excited about shooting with you, and I hope people find this with whoever they shoot with, is you seemed inspired by me. And that felt mm-hmm. like such a compliment. And it felt like such a, oh, this, this person is excited to create something with me, not I'm gonna hire them to execute some plan that I hope I'm right about. Yeah. I'm inspired by people. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in just inspired by people. I love. If you call me and say you want to talk about, uh, you're looking for a photographer to shoot. I'm. I'm excited. I'm, I might even suggest having coffee with you, uh, because I want to. I, I want to know what you're looking for. I want to know what uh, what's going on with you and your career, and then. Hopefully I can help you in some way. Are you reading between the lines too? Because stylistically, when I think about your work, I think about Annie Leibovitz. I think about someone who's not just trying to get just a pretty picture or just a clear picture. But I feel like when I when I see your stuff that you're trying, consciously, unconsciously, I don't know, but to almost reveal something about the subject that maybe they aren't even aware of entirely yet. Some way that you experience them or maybe a, a projection or fantasy you could see for them and trying to make that live. Is that something you're trying to do? Is it something you're aware of? It, wow, that's a really, really like exact description of my photography. Uh, it, I'm really impressed that you actually know that. Thank you. Thank you. I just uh, have this podcast for people that tell me that I'm right about things. That's it. That's you, the entire purpose. But that is exactly it. Uh, I like to see people as who they really are, and maybe they don't see who they really are or their potential or how beautiful they are. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I see most people, and they're all 
beautiful in some way to me, uh, interesting in some way, or they have a lot to offer. And at, at times I feel like um, they don't see that in themselves and I try to bring it out. Uh, so, and, and that makes me feel good. Because uh, I, I do go on emotions. I'm a very emotional person. I like to wear my emotions on my sleeve. I hug my friends, I kiss my friends. Uh, I'm very, I'm a, I, I like to think that I come from a place of uh, as cliche as it sounds, love most of the time. Uh, so yeah, I, I think if, if you come to my studio or if we shoot somewhere else, I, I think you're gonna get a sense of like, wow, that is, that was a really awesome experience. It was a good time just hanging out with someone. Yeah. What happens when someone shows up? and their breakdowns for themselves or their sense of themselves in your mind is just wrong. Does that ever happen? It does, and that's a little bit where Nikki Dalton comes in <laughs> again. She's, uh, she's super helpful, you know, and, and if, I, I'm not afraid to ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm lost somewhere, I will pull over to the gas station and ask for directions. I'm not, my ego, I don't have a big ego. Uh, but when does that happen? Does that happen in the phone conversation? Does that happen in the moment? Do you realize, oh shit, like they just don't quite know what their dynamic is yet? I think it's sometimes, it, I, I like to just write at the phone conversation. Uh, it. I think people generally have a good sense of who they are. They just need a little bit of uh, either, you know, a little direction in a way. Uh, they're almost there, but I think it's my job to like get them fully there. There's something complicated uh, yeah. to me in, you know, we're all supposed to bring our truth, right? right? They also say about writing, write what you know. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I feel like when you, you're up on that screen and you're telling stories and you're, and you're all of a sudden going to speak for people who are beyond you and, and bigger than you, there's some marrying of your own truth and what's specific about you to also some kind of larger cinematic truth. Right. That I, like I, I think about someone like, um, I don't know, Margot Robbie right now. Right. Who, she has this kind of persona in Hollywood is like one of the most beautiful people in the entire world. I have no idea whether she walks around day to day like that. My guess, at least at some point, was that was probably tough to wear or a little foreign. Mm -hmm. And that marrying of what is the truth of me day to day and what is what my role would kind of be in the culture when all of a sudden I'm in a story and I'm on a giant screen. And I feel like right. some people, I know for me at times, there's a disconnect of, well, I know who I am walking around. I know who I am going to the grocery store. Right. But to really understand where I fit in something much larger and something more beautiful, mm -hmm. um, I feel like that can be tough to find. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Margot, I mean... I, I, but I mean, I this could be anyone, not just the stunningly beautiful. Right. I think about Bruce Willis for years, yeah. like the tough guy, John McClane. Mm -hmm. But for years, you know, he was a new kind of action hero. We had Schwarzenegger and Stallone before that. He didn't look like those guys. And I, I think somebody at some point helped him figure out, like, you can be that. Or you can be yeah. the next version of that. And somehow I think getting that jump between what is, what is my truth in my day-to-day -day and what is my truth when all of a sudden you put me on that screen that they're connected, 
but that there's a leap that takes place. And I think try to figure out where that is for you. I mean, even Paul Giamatti. Right, true. A guy who probably did not go around the beginning yeah. of his life thinking, take my picture all the time, and now he's status incarnate. He's billions, he's showing up on all these, he's, he's, he's bigger than I think he ever would have thought he was, both as a star, but I mean what his power is and the right. way he commands people. I think trying to find that is something that was clearer to me in working with you than anyone else before. Right, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, we all, yeah, like you say, we all walk around and feel a certain way, right? But I think sometimes we just need a little bit of a, a push or some somebody needs to see us in a different way of like, oh no, you have this sense of who you are, but I have a sense of who you could be. Are you thinking in terms yeah. of shows and celebrity prototypes, or is it more like I'm looking at you right now and I'm seeing this fantasy of like a great warrior or like the most powerful surgeon in the world or whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it could be that, but also uh, just I, I feel like uh, just as a person, you know, I I think a lot of people that do come in like have a, a, a sense of who they are, but I don't think they have a sense of their potential. And I, I feel like maybe, uh, I don't know, as a, I'm, probably a pretty good uh, hype man <laughs> like that's true right and uh, sometimes you just need a, somebody to be like hey Paul you know you are playing these bit roles but you could be this person you know I believe you could be and maybe that's all you need maybe it's just somebody to like a little kernel of someone saying hey I see I, I know who you are you know who you are, but do you know that you could also be this person? You're not. It's not a limited. You're not limited to this. So what I feel like I'm getting yeah. from all of this is this is making it all feel way more like being on set where it's collaboration. Right. There are so many times when I've had my picture taken that it does not feel like collaboration. Yes, it's two people working together. I'm there, the photographer's there, yeah. maybe someone else is there too. But it does feel like, okay, stand here, look down, no, look away, back to it, and, and okay, we've got it, goodbye. Right. Versus, we're gonna create something yeah. together. I, I, I'm i a big collaborator. You know, I, I don't know all the answers. <laughs> I don't have all the answers, you know. I, why are we I, having you on? I thought we should have a photographer on who knew everything. <laughs> I, I, I'll ask a lot of questions. I'll ask you questions. And that way, then, by the end of the session, I might know a few more answers for you. Uh, and, and at the same time, you might answer those, those questions that you've probably been asking yourself. So, uh, yeah. So riddle me this, Batman. Uh, you have an actor who's on set to to shoot with you, mm -hmm. and you can tell that they're getting stiff. All right. You can all of a sudden there's that moment where it's happened. They get yeah. kind of frozen with their face. They all of a sudden like, what do I do with my hands? Becomes right. a question that we all of a sudden have. What's your advice to an actor or photographer in exactly that spot? Step away. <laughs> Change it up. Uh, either go outside or if you are inside, get a uh, grab a cup of coffee. Just change it up. Move. You can't. You, you have to do something different because uh, you're you're stuck in a certain gear. Uh, change the gears, which means uh, generally for me, I know that 
if something is not working, maybe it's as simple as like, you know what, we should change the shirt. Or how about this, uh, if it's a woman, maybe we should, have you ever had your hair up in a ponytail? I don't know, it's just, it's just something to like snap out of it. You need to snap out of whatever it is because I've been in, the, in that situation where actors are getting a little stiff and they're doing the same thing. You just change it up, go grab a cup of coffee, grab some water. I also like with you, you encourage, I feel like, breaking the rules a little bit. That if yeah. you're doing a lot straight into the lens, stop looking at the lens. Stop, mm-hmm. Jump in the pool with your clothes on. Yeah. What, whatever it is that's really going to mess the thing up a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I'm very uh, unconventional, I think, as a photographer. I, uh, I don't, yeah, I'll have you do a few silly things. And I think... Uh, uh, I uh, I like to think that I'm I'm trusted in a way. I I tell all my people that come in, this is a safe space, right? No, nothing gets out uh, that you don't want it to get out. Uh, so yeah, uh, permission to act silly, permission to be angry, permission to cry, permission to laugh. Uh, I think a lot of headshot photographers just come in and be like ah, like you said, it's very out uh, like turn left, turn right, head down, head up. I want to have a conversation with you and I'll take some photos that way. If, if you're not doing what I've, if your face is heading the wrong way or doing something different, weird or whatever, yeah, I'll give you some adjustments. But I, I think uh, I like to just take, uh, get some photos of you in your natural habitat, whether it be you're just a little bit sad or happy or whatever. I'll, so I'll get you true. to smile. I'll get you to smile somehow. <laughs> yeah. I think that's true. All right. So this sounds like any creative block, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's writer's block or yeah. I don't know how to get into this scene. It's the answer almost always is, is stop trying to do the same thing. Right. Be willing yeah. to mess it up. Mm-hmm. What I feel like I learned, a lesson that I've learned a number of times, but felt like it, it hit a lot more working with you, was my internal monologue had to be going like I'm in a scene constantly. I needed music to be playing. We were right. going for these succession shots. Let's get the theme song for that going. Yeah. Let's get some other Nicholas Bertel music going on in here. Absolutely. Let's find, a, let's find a glass that feels like that just feels like money, and then you know, right put like just yeah. a small splash of bourbon in there, and just to feel what that smell, what that is. Right. And it feels like something much more organic and alive than I ever understood what this was supposed to be. You're right. It put you in a mood, right? Senses, right? Smell, touch, touch feel. Touch is a big one. Yeah, I absolutely. got me out of my head by just like, touch your hair, touch your clothes, just start feeling something. And it goes back to, people say this about auditions all the time, is if you feel like you're leaving the, the room and the organic a little bit, like just have like a quarter in your pocket and right. touch it. Just something to ground you yeah. to something real again. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I think for some of those, uh, yeah, uh, and you, it, it really put you in the mood. Uh, I know that location was key, but also, yeah, hold this book. Take, you know, like, here, try this, do this. Um, should I wear shoes? Yes, because it's it's the whole package. You, you should wear shoes. You should wear some nice shoes for that. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, just like all art, specificity is mm-hmm. king. Right, yeah. And that also helps because Lord knows there's more actors than ever before in this town. And so the thing that's going to make you 
top and the thing that's going to help you book is something specific to you. So the more we can not have it just be you in a black t-shirt and a black background looking kind of like you, and the more we can say, like, no, this is what his version of this character would look like if you put it on TV tomorrow. All right. It feels just much more useful and way more creatively fulfilling. Yeah, and it's also... Uh, it's showing your personality, right? That you're just not a robot. Like, uh, I, I like to think that my photos have personality. The people that in them, uh, there's a, a truth to them. They're, it's, it's, they're more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the guy that's just going to uh, have you come into the studio and tell you to turn left, turn right. <laughs> You're going to come to the studio and hang out and uh, have a good time and get some great images out of it. And, and they're going to look like you, uh, whether it be a little bit of a heightened reality, but they are going to be you. There's going to be a lot of you in those photos. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about um, how actors prepare for these. We, we touched some of the actual, like, I'm getting ready to shoot with you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I meet a lot of people who are taking their first headshots and they're wondering how to budget for this. And so not necessarily getting into your specific price, but in terms of like the whole package, I'm gonna hire a photographer, I might need a makeup artist, I might need a stylist, I might need to buy more clothes. Right. What should people kind of be preparing so that way they're not floored, they're not uh, behind the eight ball? Where, what do you think is like, start at least with this much? Um, I think, uh you could hire a photographer who's charging $200, but you're probably going to have to hire, rehire another photographer. <laughs> Which is, you know, sometimes when I get new actors, I actually tell them, start with the freebies. Start with someone who's right. either free mm-hmm. or just starting out because you're going to need to take a bunch. You don't you don't quite know where you fit in this and mm-hmm. you're, you're new to this medium. So, yeah, maybe take a couple. But if you are looking for some that are going to really take your career to another level, help your reps or casting see you in a new light, and maybe you could use them for years. Right. If we're really budgeting for that kind of thing, what do you think is a place that people should start? Uh, get it, a whole package. This right. is not just about your services. Your right, right. You're talking about clothes and yeah. Because again, I worked with a stylist. I was at mm-hmm. Nordstrom Rack, right. and Barney's, and all these different places, and some I kept and some I returned. But there's many pieces to this. There's if you don't have an iron, getting your shirts pressed ahead of time. It's I mean, there's a lot to yeah, it. There is. Um, I feel a good number is probably around seven fifty. Seven fifty. Yeah. It, because you are gonna have you, you you are gonna have to buy clothes for them. Uh, I mean, you want to? Okay, you could return them, I guess. You can if you want. <laughs> you want I, to? I remember I was showing Sammy all of my. We did like a FaceTime session, right? And I'm just going through my closet, and I'm thinking like I've got all sorts of clothes, and with a lot of kindness, she was telling me, well, you have a lot of clothes, but not a lot of clothes that should be photographed. <laughs> she's these, very honest. I have all these, you know, white dress shirts that I like wear. I think they look good on me, but she's like, honey, only one of them actually is cut for you. And lo and right. behold, that's the most expensive shirt that I own. And it hit me 
sending these pictures of when I was all of a sudden looking from that perspective, I saw the difference. I saw all of a sudden how one fit my body in a certain way and that that, we were looking for kind of a, a wealthy kind of look and right. that, and it, it, you could see it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, and also the buttons are these like, they're almost cufflinks on the shirt and they've got this texture to it that then when I look at some of the shots we did, you can see that texture of the shirt and the buttons and the and the fit right. so clearly. Yeah, it, it comes off. <laughs> like even if you're gonna, you're not gonna get a close up on the cufflinks, they're still there. You're gonna see them, you're gonna feel them. Uh, and you're gonna know whether you're wearing a cheap shirt or not. <laughs> it's gonna come off, you, like in the stitching and whatever it is. And this isn't to yeah. say you need a full wardrobe of really expensive stuff, no. but I do think that one thing I wish I had thought about more over the years was slowly but surely cultivating some nicer things. Yes, Every absolutely. now and again grabbing stuff, mm-hmm. because when you do go to that party, when you do go to the agent Christmas party or the or the pre-Emmy thing or whatnot, you want to have those things. You want to be able to go play with everyone else in the same swimming pool, and you don't want anything that's either going to make them see you as different or even more pernicious, I think, make you feel like, ah, oh, I'm underdressed oh, for this, I don't yeah. fit here. No, buy yourself a nice suit. Pipes have at least nice one nice suit. Have one nice suit. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, just one. Okay, mm-hmm. so if we budget correctly and we write our breakdowns and we feel like we've met with the photographer and that we're, we're connecting with them well, you think those are the ingredients for a good shoot? And then maybe some music and a couple of fun music, yeah. alternates. Yeah. yeah, bring your own, uh, do your own playlist. What puts you in a mood? Are you great? Uh, what makes you comfortable? Uh, and music is great too because people mm-hmm. get frozen and nothing makes you move better than music. And if right. you find something with a beat that really speaks to the character, yeah, I think you're in business. Yeah, I always uh, ask uh, uh, who I'm photographing if they want to bring their own uh, playlist. I welcome that because I, I feel like you're you're coming to my studio. You're already at a disadvantage. You're going to someone's place. It's an away right? game. Yeah, it's an away game. <laughs> so bring a little piece of like home with you, right? Uh, music. It feels like oh, I'm playing my music here. Okay. I also yeah feel like uh, people should challenge their relationship to the lens itself. I used to think the right. lens was something that was like almost coming to me. Yeah. You know, like oh, I need to be here in this place and the lens will do what it's doing and I think in retrospect it's no what are you doing to that lens it's uh, like are you yes. willing to try to seduce that lens are you mm-hmm. willing to try to like say fuck you I'm, I'm gonna intimidate the shit out of you right now or is it please see me that I'm kind of an adorable <laughs> right now but I feel like it's actually finding a relationship to that right. lens yeah and then the person behind it can see that and work with that. But yeah. that again, it feels way more like acting in a scene when I feel like it's going well. I feel like you did that for this shoot really well. It, you actually... It was new for me. I felt it, was a, it felt like yeah. a risk, but it was exciting. Yeah, some of these photos that we took... I'll put are, some up with the show. Yeah, pretty amazing. I, I, I feel like you really did that. You were like, you know what, this is... Uh, this is my shoot. 
Well, it's funny. <laughs> I, I feel like that happened because so as here in the intro to this episode you also shot my wedding which was incredible and right that you. Was, those are some incredible that shots. was fun that was fun but there was something about being the groom at my own wedding mm-hmm. with a photographer that I knew with all my friends around me that finally made me feel like oh I'm number one on the fucking call sheet like, what do I want this thing to do what do I you want are. this to yeah, do yeah right and all this I was like oh no I want this fucking shot and all of a sudden I felt in charge for the right. first time and yeah. not like I'm asking someone else to do the work for me right and I think yeah, as an actor, you should remember that as well. When you're choosing a photographer, like you, you're in charge. You, you, there's a lot of good photographers out there, but you're like, you should be the number one. Like, yeah, I decide on who I want to hang out with and who I want to have my photo taken by. So this all goes back to you got to be the CEO yeah, of your business. Absolutely, yeah. How and do don't you be afraid. Because you're mm-hmm. the CEO of your business. Right. So how, was that an easy thing for you to step into? Was that foreign? It's still, uh, yeah, it's quite easy, but it's still, you know, it's uh, it's a business. It's a living, breathing thing that you have to nurture, you have to be patient with. It's it's growing, uh, and uh, it's it's. When did did you realize that? Just starting out, like I'm in charge of this. This is this is my business versus I take pictures. Or was that something you had to grow into? It's a little bit of both. Uh, I knew um, this goes back to. Uh, it's a great question, actually, because this goes back to my previous job. I I was working for uh, Ice Cube. Really? Yeah. Tell us I, uh, more. <laughs> yeah, for. Uh, 12 years I worked for Ice Cube, you know, NWA Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I did a, a couple of tours with them. Were you uh, his personal photographer or what, what, what no, were you no. doing? I, I didn't get into photography until five years ago. Really? God, it feels like it's been in your blood forever the way, I don't know, there's something I, about I've it. Had, feels- I've had different lives. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my previous life before Ice Cube, I was directing commercials and music videos, so I knew the camera, I knew uh, I, I had a pretty good eye. Uh, after I left that, I, I did started working with Ice, Ice Cube for about 12 years, worked with him. Uh, I was his videographer for a couple of years, followed him uh, on tour, did uh, a DVD shot him behind backstage you know all that and then I went to work for his production company and so we put out a lot of those movies are we there yet are we done yet Friday after next I was a creative executive there for many any, years do you have like any just amazing Ice Cube stories that you can share from like the road or something like that I, yeah, uh, a lot of hairy uh, stories. I uh, so being on the tour, uh, you know, uh, Ice Cube, and I don't know if you know his core group or his core audience. It's you know they're not church. I mean, a lot of them are part probably church going people, but <laughs> <laughs> but they're, uh, they're it's a very aggressive uh, group <laughs> who visit who go to his uh, concerts. So there was a lot of aggressive people always around. Um, that doesn't at, seem like your nature. No, it's not. Definitely not. Uh, so I'd be uh, in, on the bus with him, and we'd be traveling to uh, across California, and I'd be the only one in the bus who uh, who was of light skin, even though I'm a Mexican. 
And a lot of these people, a lot of his security guards are, um, they've probably done some time. <laughs> Not saying all of them. And no. like, a, a few of them are a little paranoid of uh, this guy sitting there uh, recording them. Yeah, I mean. That's... So I've I, I had a few times where Ice Cube had to be like, no, no, don't kill him. He's okay. <laughs> He's with me. He's recording for me. And there was a, a few times where, like, you know, the guys approached me and said, who, who, who the hell are you? What's, what's with the fucking camera? I'm like, and that's when Cube had to step in and be like, no, no. He's okay. Good. He's not FBI or he's not DNA or like you know like <laughs> he's not the cops. Yeah. Uh, so a few a few of those stories. Very and then cool. um, that is a whole other life. I did yeah, not even know much diff- about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a fun time. So what made the decision? Of, I'm not going to go back into commercials and music videos. I'm going to get into lifestyle and headshot photography. When uh, when I left uh, Cube's company. Uh, about six years ago, seven years ago, I um, I felt that I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. I, I had done my time, and uh, I wanted to. I, at that point, I started doing photography again. I started picking it up, and then I I was do, working part time production and um, trying to get my business as a photographer going. Uh, so it was half working, half doing photography I had a job where it, uh, it gave me the opportunity to take photos and uh, schedule uh, photo shoots and then do some editing at the job so it was kind of one of those things where I was uh, working mostly on my photography and not so much on the job mm-hmm. but I was still getting paid yeah which was nice so uh, you got into yeah. it to be a CEO, you got into yeah, it absolutely. to not be an employee anymore. Right, that, that was, was the conscious. Goal. That, that was, was the goal. The goal was to, okay, I have a nine to five job right now that's paying me, but I know what the goal is. I know the goal is to have my own uh, company uh, as a photographer. That that's still the goal, and to have a bigger studio. So yeah, it, it started off as like, oh, I. I I could take photos of people, I could do that, and then suddenly started uh, going, no, I could do this for a living. I know in the beginning it was like, I well, I'm not gonna, I can't live off this right now, so I do have to do the nine to five until, uh, it was up to a couple years ago where I said, okay, I have enough of a clientele, enough people who call me who, where I can make a living off of it. And uh, so I've been um, full time two years now. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that it's something that keeps coming up in these interviews is do you understand that your role is the CEO? Uh, I know that when I started acting, one thing that I loved about it was people were telling me what to do all the time. You know, right. the high school theater director telling me, you know, you cross here and oh, that choice was really good and try this thing here. Mm-hmm. And even as a young kid getting started, you know, your agent will tell you what to do. And casting is way more comfortable saying, no, do this here and this is how you want to do it. And, right. and it felt like, oh, being an actor means that I don't have to have any agency whatsoever. That was right. my initial thing for it. Yeah. And I feel a lot of people get into it to because they can be told what to do and still get a reward for it. And I think when you make that switch of no, 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 if you're going to do it in Los Angeles with the top level people here, you better be in charge of your career, know where it's going, and and at least have that intent. And then life and flexibility kind of add on to that. But if right. you don't have that mindset, people are going to pass you. 
and yeah. getting, because it sounds like you mm -hmm. got out of the need for a support job in like three years. Yeah. Pretty That's much. pretty quick to me. They're, you it know, is. yeah. I think it can take 50 years. You Absolutely. Know? I think, uh, yeah, uh, you need to be patient. Uh, but also, you need to be patient, but also ambitious. There's and, and impatient, like both at the same both time. Both at the same time, it, right. You, you can't sit back. You know, this for me, this isn't like a, uh, I'm working, uh, I know that there's been times where I was working 12 hours a day on my photography, seven days a week. And it, it's a love, too. You got to find that thing that you love that wakes you up every morning and you're like, this is, I love doing this. I don't mind spending 13, 14 hour days doing this. I got the, yeah. the proofs back from you for the ones that we decided on. I remember your email still said, like, I think these are great, but I have been looking at the images of you for 12 hours, and give me your input, too, because my eyes are starting to cross at this point. Yeah. Huh? And you look Gets at the work, that. and you're like, holy shit, he did spend them. Like, those look fucking great. And it's just like, oh, thank God that he loves this so much, because that, oh, yeah. it affects every part of the work. Absolutely, yeah. I, I do love doing this, and I, uh, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that. Uh, sometimes to a fault. Sometimes I have to be okay. No, gotta let them go. Go. Uh, these are great. They they're awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm never like ah oh, yeah whatever. These are great. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. on. No, no. I uh, I I do love uh, having. Uh, Good shots for people. I like that's that's the end game. Like making sure that like people are happy with the work, and that's the other thing. I think uh, going back to uh, an actor, and then I don't think um, if you're getting your headshots done and you're not happy with them, go back. <laughs> yeah, call the photographer. And say, look, you know. Uh, how would you make that phone call? Just that, make I feel it. Like makes a lot of people uncomfortable. So or what just would make it. Uh, you know, I I would love to hear if you're not happy with your headshots. I'm not going to charge you. And I I tell this to look if you're not happy with your headshots, just redo them. And I've I've done them many times. So you think where, that call says, "Hey Jerry, it's Brian. Thank you so much for all the work. I'm looking at these, and I don't think I've gotten what I what we set out to do. Yeah. And if you look at this shot or this shot here, these are the things that I think we could mm -hmm. be getting or might be missing. Right. What do you think? Is that kind of what that phone call yeah. looks like? Yeah. I mean, it's still I kind like. and it's a little bit of grace, but right. Just being and then hopefully, I, and I would say, okay, great, let's do it. Let's redo them. Okay. I like yeah. Again, yeah. I, empowering people. Yes, because I think a lot of uh, that's uh, that I'm going to give you that's a tip. <laughs> for uh, for actors, if you're not happy with your headshots, call the, the photographer and see if you and then ask to redo them without charge, for free, the whole thing. Um, and I feel like if yeah. someone is willing to give you their time and their art for that, bring them coffee. Yeah, you know, just like that. That's <laughs> right. There's yeah, there's subtle true. ways that those mm -hmm. things can be done where you still are are grateful for someone's time while still saying it's not perfect. And I feel like it's 
it's much easier to live in a black and white world of, oh, they didn't work, so I have to move on, because that keeps you from that crunchy, uncomfortable phone call and actually yeah. having to figure out what didn't work. It's much easier to say, oh, it must be the photographer. Let me go, you know what, I'll go to somewhere else now, and they'll magically fix it, and my guess is you'll run into the same problems of some sort. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, uh, you should uh, give it another shot. And then, then if it doesn't work, then uh, maybe you guys shouldn't have been working together in the first place. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So if there's a, what's the shot or the type of shot that you're like, I never want to do this again. I've just done it 7,000 times and I'm bored. Is there anything where you're just no, like, really, not this no. again? No. Not I even am. the like, it's a commercial headshot to be at Best Buy. That's the one that I feel like if I had your job, I would be so stimulated most of the time, but when people were like, no, 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 I wanna get a blue polo with a gray background and I just wanna smile, like I'll show you a laptop. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'd, I'd, I'd get it done, but that's when I'd stop being a collaborator and I'd be like, cool, cool. Cool. Here's your, here's your blue polo, man. Go book it. Uh, no, I don't. No, I, I I can't say that I've done the same shot many times. So there's so many times where I'm like bored with it. No, I. I oh, that's why you're a photographer. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. there's <laughs> probably a hundred reasons for that, but that's one of them right there. Yeah, I don't. I think I, I do different. My photography is pretty different all the time. I mean, I, I if the headshots are somewhat similar. I have a similar style for headshots. But I, I think, because uh, I, I do headshots, but I'm also a uh, lifestyle and I do fashion as well. I actually want to uh, interrupt you for one yeah. second about this, which is mm -hmm. we talk like we're talking about headshots, and this is purely my point of view right here, but I think actors need to stop just getting headshots. Yes, And absolutely. make your shoot a much wider concept because you need social media stuff, mm -hmm. you need the background for your website, Absolutely. you need other things to have on an actor's access profile or in that EPK that you're sending to an agent. Right. And those photos are a big part of like, no, you look like someone who has their picture taken like that are the type of people who have jobs in television. That's who has their photos in magazines and who people care about on social media. That's It's all part of being an actor as a brand. Right. And I think we think of working with a photographer way too narrowly. People are like, well, I'll get my commercial shots mm -hmm. first and then my theatrical and maybe someday I will go for some kind of editorial. I'm saying right. put them all together. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's a big part of my business, actually. When people come in and say, look, I've done the headshots. I have the commercial headshot. I want a little something different. I'll, I want something where it's gonna, my personality is going to come through. Uh, and then, and I need something for social media, and I need something for my uh, for my site for IMDb, yeah. and uh, that's when I say, yeah, come and see me, and we'll do a, you know a lifestyle shoot, and I'll be able to get some close ups of you, and like you might be able to use uh, some of these as a headshot or a you can always bit punch more, in. yeah. Exactly. So that is a big part of my business when people come in and see me for that specific reason. And I know yeah. when, if you look at the IMDb of someone who has the career that you want, one of the things that will look different between your profile and theirs, along with the credits, mm -hmm. are the pictures. <laughs> well, they have Absolutely. screen grabs from all the shows that they've right. been on, tons and tons and tons of them. They'll have red carpet pictures. They'll have taken some editorials, and they will seem like they have a larger portfolio of work than other people. And some of it is because they're on a show, and some mm -hmm. of that you can't replace, but some of it's just because they fucking got the pictures taken. Right. And that if yeah. you do that too, all of a sudden your your 
IMDb, your actor profile starts to look like something that's a little more full and is not just, I hired two people to take headshots of me. Right, Which exactly. are necessary, but also often the most boring pictures that people have because there's less often style to it than an editorial. There's a little less personality because it's, by nature, it's going to be just a close-up of just your head. It's very structured. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, not a lot of personality. And, uh, uh, yeah, I um, feel like those are very boring. I, I it, Look, when I used to direct commercial music videos, I think the one, the headshots that stuck out more were like the, the people that had a little bit of personality behind them or they were a little different. It wasn't like just the, the regular. Do you think there are rules to headshots? I remember uh, early on being in an acting class and this one girl who was working more than a lot of people, her headshot was stunning, but it broke so many rules. She wasn't looking mm-hmm. into the camera. Right. Um, there was significantly more like shadow on her face. You could see her, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Um, and her eyes popped, but her eyes were not towards the camera and the entire thing felt like much more of a moment from a movie right. than a headshot. Yeah, not so, I, I don't feel like there are any rules anymore. I think uh, uh, when I first started, and I thought, oh, okay, this is what agencies want. They want uh, just a head and no shadows and colorful, or like they want to see the whole face. And and I found those photos to be very boring for me, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be that guy that was doing uh, headshots like everybody else. Uh, that were required by agencies. I'm like, well, there's really no rules. I, I I don't think there's rules anymore. I think if it works for you and you're getting hired and it shows your personality a little bit and it's a little bit different, if it pops, not, I'm not talking about like color or anything like that. If somebody sees it and says, wow, that's an it's real. That's person. A yeah, it's a moment. Let's bring her in or bring him in because that, I don't know. There's something about that person that I want to know a little bit more about. I also try to think about the the experience of being the casting associate who's looking at 3,000 thumbnails. Right. And even if that very classic structured headshot is working, even mm-hmm. if you get a really good one of those, if you're looking at a C, uh, one page that has 40 of them on there, or 39 of them, but one of them is something just a little bit different. Right. I think even just by virtue of being in that different place, uh, it, it it's going to draw the eye. It, right. it becomes like, oh, what is that one? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to zig when other people zag. I think right. that's just always good for a career unless you are at the top of the field at that moment, then maybe keep going. Right. I agree. I like, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to see a little something different, someone different. That's the person I bring in, but that's just me. <laughs> what really practically what is going through your head while you shoot are you is it pure impulse are you thinking entirely about the light are you are you ever thinking like no actor just stop fucking doing that like what very practically what is going on in your head during a lot of the shoot uh just Blank. <laughs> no, so I'm very dropped into something. I'm, uh, yeah, a I think right-brained, impulsive. I, it's place. very instinctual for me. It's uh, it's like oh that there that that's the moment. 
that's the moment. Uh, and if oh. something needs to be adjusted, it's more like mm, something's off. Yeah. And then let me maybe click into that left brain and, and right. problem solve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lighting. Uh, no, that's not working. Let's, let's try a little something different. And uh, photography, there's a lot of uh, technical aspects about it. Uh, that you really have to hone in. There's lighting, there's this, there's... It's not just a Polaroid? Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, But I think once you get that, just the the lighting aspects lined up, then it all becomes about the subject. It... um, You know, you, you could go to school for photography and learn all the technical aspects about it, learn everything about the camera inside out or the light or whatever. But it ultimately, it just becomes about the person in front of you uh, uh, trying to get something out of them or getting that moment or well, finding their perfect angle or whatever, or not. But that's why yeah. I like how personal your approach is because that's fundamentally intimate. So you, yeah. you and I are going to try to find a moment together right. of the truth of you. Yeah. And so if you're not fascinated by that from the get-go and, and trusting of that, it feels like we're probably going to run into some problems. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. What's uh, your uh, dream shoot? Um, you know, whether that's a subject, a location, a type, like what, if you could, if you could have anything right now. Anything right now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it to shoot on like a, a castle in England and it's the queen? Is it? Um, yeah, is somewhere there a celebrity in Italy. Somewhere uh, in Italy. A villa in Italy. Yeah. Okay. So if someone paid for that vacation for you, they Absolutely. could get some shots out. <laughs> yeah. Anybody? Anybody? You know, I was uh, in Italy for my honeymoon and uh, Kara and I were fantasizing. We were looking at Airbnb and things like that. And it turns out that you can rent villas in uh, the Chianti region. For something like like giant like twenty bedroom things for like a hundred and sixty a night, what you're not near anything. So the idea right. is like you're gonna live on this villa for like a that. week, and you want to do day trips or yeah. whatnot. But like shockingly affordable compared to like a nice hotel in Rome. <sighs> Very doable. So you know, yeah, maybe we'll figure out a field trip at some point. I, I think can... so. Yeah, yeah. The next trip is definitely Europe. Um, How important is travel for you? Super important. It's it's part of the reason I was a director. It got me to just about everywhere in the United States and parts of the world. It was it was initially sort of I loved moving moving images, of course, and I'm a big movie freak and film freak. And uh, but um, yeah, it was part of the reason why I became a director because I, I knew it would help me travel. It would get me to different spaces. And I, I lived in New York for 10 years a bit, uh, just directing, and people were paying for it. That's people great. Were, yeah. Uh, and doing New York on somebody else's dime is the best way to do New York. It's <laughs> a fair, fair point. The New York trip is a good New York trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, travel is very important. I, I, have, I haven't done that much in the last couple of years. I traveled some, but not as much as I want to. And I think the next trip, um, I was hoping to do it this year, but it looks like next year is Europe. Spend a couple months through Europe. Holy cow. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me when you're going to be there. I'll try to yeah. meet up with you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, hopefully somebody will pay for it. <laughs> and that's uh, the other part of it, the other aspect of photography, the the you know, shooting, starting to shoot a few more celebrities and actors, famous people, and uh, and the fashion, 
doing a more been doing more fashion editorial stuff. So yeah. we're nearing the end, but I did want to just give a moment to uh, what else is inspiring you right now? Whether it's a movie, a show, something outside of the industry, but like what 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 are you hot about right now? Mm, my sleep app. Your sleep. App. <laughs> Tell us about your sleep app. I just discovered. Uh, this sleep app uh, called Sleep Cycle. Sleep Cycle. What does it do for you? <laughs> it monitors when you go to bed, uh, when you wake up, and it, uh, everything in between. Uh, it records you snoring if you snore. And uh, Nicole could attest to this, but she was like, one of these days I'm going to record you snoring because you snore. And I was like, no, I don't snore, honey. That's Nicole's a, my fiance. That's so, the yeah. ultimate mansplain. Right. Honey, so, I know what I'm doing I know when I'm I asleep. Right. So it monitors, you know, when you're getting like the deep sleep and like when you wake up and it it it's how many hours of sleep you're getting. It, it's really... So it, you get that intel. What can you do with that? Does it tell you kind of the health of your sleep or it, it would be better to go to bed at this time or wake up at this it, time? It kind of does. It, 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 it helps you sort of... Because, uh, you know, you're supposed to go to sleep at the same time every every night, which is... Yeah, right. It's very difficult, right, and wake up at the same time. And uh, it helps you with that. And it... it, it uh, it also uh, <laughs> who the fuck is able to go to sleep at the same time besides <laughs> I know, like a I know. besides like a nun that's the other thing now you're like uh, I'm so into this app that I'm like oh okay I, uh, I went to sleep at 10.15 last I need to like keep that up because I got a good night's sleep and it tells you the percentage of like how good your sleep was based, so based on recording on that, your movement right fascinating and and the yeah and the breathing and all that it, it's kind of cool okay yeah um, and the other thing uh, I, I wanted to go back to one last thing with um, please uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, artists and uh, creativity and it, it's one thing that I, I've, I've sort of adopted is this uh, uh, Ira Glass uh, from This American Life, do you know Ira Glass? Are mm-hmm. you familiar with him? Absolutely. He uh, he he talks. He spoke to uh, when he first started uh, as a writer that he had these great ideas. However, uh, as an artist, uh, you have these great ideas, but your level, your artistic level, isn't uh, par in par with those ideas. So you. This is the idea of the gap, right? That's right. that video. We'll yes. put it in the show so notes. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So people can have it. But tell us about it. Tell us what that but is. It, as an artist, right, you, you, there's a gap. Uh, you have these ideas that uh, you want to accomplish, but your skill level isn't uh, to par yet. It will, of course, you have to, it's the 10,000 hours that you have to put in. Eventually, that gap closes up, and so your skill level catches up to what your ideas are. But a lot of uh, artists get so frustrated with these ideas that they can't accomplish, they quit. They quit a little too soon. Um, so I've always, uh, I, I know that uh, I, I'm, I'm growing when I, I look at all my work and think, wow, I, I wake up and I, I suddenly hate everything I've done. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that's a great sign for me. <laughs> the first time it happened, I started panicking. I'm like, wow, this I'm just the worst fucking photographer ever. What am I doing? I, I, I should go find another job. 
And it happens. It ultimately happens all the time. Every once in a while, I wake up and go, wow, I just suck. Look at my, my work is just horrible. I'm such a hack. And I know it's a growing pain. I know that uh, it's going to pass. And it, I know that uh, I, I, it's, it's a, don't get comfortable. You know, it's, it's that whole thing of like, don't get comfortable, don't get cocky with your work, keep pushing. It's, I'm glad you actually said that because I actually meant to maybe push back on something earlier you said where you said you were a perfectionist and mm-hmm. I hate that label right. because I feel like perfection does not allow for mistake and it doesn't allow for growing pains and it doesn't allow for like being in process that like don't let perfect be the enemy of good and right, I feel right. like if you're able to have those high standards for yourself while still accepting that the nature of creative work is not a straight line and that there is a gap between maybe what we want to do and where we are at that moment in time right you can marry those things then you're probably going to be very successful but I do think if you really lean into that like it's got to be perfect now no you can't do that Uh, uh, no one who works all the time thinks that right that's one of the secrets I feel like I've learned is that people at every level are like well that worked that one didn't this one was great this one was surprisingly great this one I thought it was going to be amazing but we had to cut the whole thing yeah, I, I, maybe I should go back. I'm not a perfectionist because if you look at my work, my work is not perfect, and I love that about it. I'll, I'll, I love photos that are out of focus, and people, a lot of photographers are like, you know, that photo is out of focus, and I'm like, yeah, but does it make you feel a certain way? Yeah. Right? Like, well, that that's not the perfect lighting. Right, but... Does it make you feel a certain way? Because I know in photography, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of people, a lot of teachers. YouTube, I mean, don't you go on YouTube, people are always about like, this is the correct stop. This is the correct lighting. And I really hate those people because photography is, it's, uh, how does a photo make you feel? Did you capture it? Like, so there's there shouldn't be any rules about that. So, yes, I am a perfectionist in a certain way, it's but like my a, work is not. You have high standards for your aesthetic. I have a high. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Because it does yeah. seem like your style is very specific to you. How right. do you define your style? How do I define my style? I feel like uh, I, I. It's. I paint outside the lines. Fine. You know, like I'm, I'm not the paint inside the line kind of guy. I, like, uh, yeah, I. It's 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 a feeling of whatever I'm feeling that day. That's or how I feel. So yeah, it's um, non-conventional, I guess. Great. Yeah. If people want to see more of your work. There's mm-hmm. a good place to go if people are interested in potentially reaching out to you for work. Uh, you could go to Instagram, uh, Gerard Lalo Sandoval. That's G-E-R-A-R-D-L-A-L-O Sandoval. It'll be in the show notes, yeah. too. There'll be a link Great. to it, so please check that out. Do you have yeah. a website? I do. Uh, GerardSandoval.com. Dot com. That'll also be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for giving us a window into your world and your aesthetic. And uh, thank you for stopping by. This has been great. This was fun. Can I do this again next week? 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to presenting sponsor John Rosenfeld Studios. Please don't forget, use that promo. Anyone who mentions Industry Town and books within two weeks of airing gets a $100 discount on any booking with Jerry. And you're free to schedule that whenever you want. You don't actually have to uh, do the shoot right away. So please do that. And when you do get those amazing headshots, uh, share them with us. Tag the show on social media at Industry Town Podcast. Uh, you can also send them, uh, we'd love to see them on email, industrytownpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you so much. Please uh, keep telling your friends, reviewing and rating, and uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, well, actually, we'll be back on Thursday with a new episode. Until then. 